Ladies and gentlemen, we are back with another episode of the Mateus Show. Today in the building, we have Mr. Peter Marco, another Brock student, but he's not in sports management. He's not a SPEMA boy. He's a poli-sci guy, so that means he has a little bit of intellect and a bit of knowledge <laughs> outside. How are you today, buddy? Not bad. How are you doing? Good, man. How's your summer been? All right. Working, man. Busy, busy, but busy is good. Let's busy. go. All right. 241 last night. Obviously, great fights, great card. Crazy card. It was a good card. I think Amazing that was card. It broke the record in California record. California State, highest attendance award. Are you serious? Yeah. Dana White announced that at the end of the interview, at the post fight. Jeez, man. So now when you, when you put a card with Yoel Romero on it, Nate. They Diaz, they had a good. They had a lot of good headliners that fight. Stacked that card, but even the prelims too. Those were. Those were bad. Those were bad at all. <laughs> even the prelims. I, even, I, don't even, I don't even watch prelims, but there was, I see a couple <laughs> they of them. made me watch the prelims. It it was so good. Yeah. Um, so let's start from the beginning. Uh, the first fight of the night was Mr. Derek Brunson defeating Ian Hinsick, uh via unanimous decision 29 28, all across the board from all three judges. What did you think about that? It was an overall good fight. It was didn't say anyone uh, anyone really got schooled that fight. It was decent. Uh, seventy seven punches to forty six. Not a lot of stuff was thrown there. It was mostly just reading each other. Uh, to me, it wasn't the most entertaining fight. When it's a decision, decision fights usually aren't the most exciting, in my personal opinion. But shit, you got to do what you got to do to get the win. But overall, he's a like, big, he's a big boy, Derek. What, Derek? He's a big. <laughs> he shot ten times and landed two takedowns. That's a twenty percent. That's that doesn't really look too good. But also, Ian, check out him out. Zero for eight. Not the best either, but I don't know. It was overall, it was kind of a sloppy fight in my opinion. Yeah, the first fight of the night, you kind of have the jitters, right? Yeah. You're, sure. you're headlining a big card, sure. and if it's not like your fir- if it's not like your if it's your first main card headlining, mm-hmm. you you kind of it kind of gets to you, right? Well, let's talk about Ian lost. Got his first loss there. He was thirteen and zero. Now he's thirteen and one. Wow. So there we go. So, no, thirteen two now. No, because he already had one loss before that. So never mind. But even, overall, two decent middleweights. Trying to make their stable. I don't, the think, I don't think either of them are ranked. If I'm no, correct. they're both ranked. They're both ranked? Yeah, Derek Brunson is 8th, and then uh, the other man was 10th. So, pretty decent in the ranking, but at the end of the day, they were ranked. So, it's not too, too bad. You think Brunson goes up one, or he stays the same? Brunson? You, you see him go to 7? Probably. Not really, because he was ready, he was ready lower, but I don't know. We'll see. I'm not really too sure how the... How those actually work, the positioning and stuff. But damn, I feel like it. I feel like there should be a simpler way to do that. Because think about it. What's his name? Ben Askren came, had one fight, went all the way down to number six. Yeah. Just pushed everyone out of the welterweight division. One fight into the UFC, and he's already ranked six in the world. I'm not too sure how that comes up. I don't. I don't know how they would. I. I think it's more of just the who you. I think it should be more of who you fight, right? Like yeah. if, if you have a like. It should be like they have it in college football where it's like the strength of schedule, like who you beat, right? So if if you're beating up against randoms, you know what I mean? You're not going to... Sure, it helps better. <laughs> sure, it helps you out, but you like... If you're fighting guys like that are above... You can't you. be fighting nobody. If you're yeah. unranked... If you fight, let's say, 10 unranked guys and, and you're, you're ranked like 5th or yeah. ranked 7th, somewhere around there, you're not going to go yeah. down. You need to fight... I would rather take a guy people. who's lost to two ranked opponents. Oh, I feel like it should switch. But also, like, let's say, if a number ranked number 5 fights a ranked number 2 and then ranked 5 guy beats the ranked number 2 guy, they should, I feel like he should go to They should switch? Two. But also, I don't think so because the number 2 guy, what if he's three, 3 and 4 there? 
Yeah. He's ranked higher than them. Just because he loses one fight, he automatically yeah. goes all the way down to five. I'm not too sure how it works. That's not for me to do. I'm just here to analyze the UFC. So. Fair enough. Fair <laughs> enough. Next fight was Sudik Youssef defeats Gabriel Benitez via TKO. First round. First round. Solid, solid fight. He, he was... I don't know, man. He connected, man. Youssef... He, he At the beginning of the fight, it did not look too well in his stance. He was, look, was kind of getting out-schooled. Got a couple lucky punches there right at the end and... Lucky is one shot. Lucky, <laughs> lucky or unlucky. Doesn't matter how good you are. Yeah. The human body can get cracked with one punch. Doesn't matter who you are. All it takes is one punch. You can be trained as much as you want. You can be whoever you are. All it takes is end of the day is one punch. But there's that fight. Uh, next one up. Big fight. Paulo Costa and Yoel Romero. Man. This was one. Man. This is gonna. This is gonna. <laughs> this is gonna take. This for the next week. I think is gonna be the talk. Don't. What do you mean? After the fight, as soon as the fight finished, I went straight on social media and see what people were saying. <laughs> Can I swear? Yeah, you can. Go the judges me. are complete fucking morons, man. <laughs> listen, listen. I'm not a judge, but the judges, they, like Joe Rogan talked about this on his podcast. The judges are not qualified for this job the state just picks up people makes them go through a training test and they get the job like they are absolutely here's my question do imbeciles. they do they take the same boxing judges and throw them into the ufc belts no the, or, they're, or, different. Or, they're, or, they're not special they're not specialists for anything there was one woman judge i do not remember her name um there was a fight a guy was was on the ground he was inside control landing up for a uh, for a crucifix and the judge goes what is he doing what do you mean what he's doing? <laughs> he's trying to get a strategic position to... Yeah. Honestly, the judges, in my opinion, should be high-ranked jujitsu coaches. They should be... Somebody who, somebody who has knowledge, worthy. right? Someone yeah. who actually understands the sport yeah. and knows what's going on. To rank... the To, to score the UL Romero fight unanimous 29-28... That was, that's, that's tough. That's, that's, that's kind tough. of bullshit, man. In that's, my opinion, that's bullshit. Think of this. They bo- at the first round, both of them got one knockdown. Punch after punch. So it was, it was even. So one on one on the knockdown. I think did Paul. I think Paulo threw more strikes in the first round. This is what I'm saying. It was two one. Paulo won the first round. Ul Ul won the two last rounds. Simple stats. Total strikes one eighteen to one ten. Ul. Yeah. Significant strikes one eighteen to one hundred. Uh-huh. Takedowns. Ul had one. Paulo had zero. Take so. You statistically, statistically, he's won the fight. He's won the fight. It's a really close fight. And when I judged it. I put it twenty nine. I put twenty nine twenty eight each, and then a thirty, and then a twenty twenty eight twenty seven. Yeah. Well, I put it as a split decision, in my opinion, or even a draw. But you could you could argue you could argue a draw. I, I, on that fight like that, I can argue a draw. Like but if if they if they announce if 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 the if Buffer announced it and says we have a draw, I would be like okay. I, that I, I, I would have been like I'd be like okay. Even that I don't understand because we can all agree Paulo Costa won the first round. Outstanding. Yeah, came, he, he came out a, guns blazing. Yeah, guns blazing. Running there, right hook. He was advanced. Jab, he, jab. The, uh, the thing, the, but advancing doesn't mean crap. That's what I was gonna tell it's you. It's the, the last thing. If you're pushing, because at the end of the day, different fighters have different styles. Yeah, because there's fighters that wait. We see fight. some fighters. It's strategic move. You as if someone else is progressing on you and you're taking steps back. Yeah, you could use that to your advantage. Yeah, that's why they don't think about that. That's why it's not ranked too hard because. If I'm stepping back, you can't judge a fight on that because yeah. you don't know what I'm doing. If I'm waiting for you to slip, if you're going to overextend on a punch, I could easily hit yeah. you with a hook. So for you to tell me that he wanted you to pressure uh-huh. is bullshit because it doesn't matter. He landed 
Because you could you could pressure all night and you could get rocked. Exactly. And, you know what I mean? But as I've always said, you need to finish so you do not leave it into the judges' yeah, hands. The judges should just be pretty people. They stand up the side. Worst case scenario, they'll come in. But if it's a fight, if it's a it fight a, that's that close, you need to do something to like make yourself stand out. Yeah. Because let's be like, no, if you fight for twenty minutes, fifteen minutes, what that fight was, if you fight minutes. for fifteen minutes. You do not want to leave that to the judges' hand. When you put everything on the line, when you put an eight-month training camp together to honestly, fight for fifteen you do minutes, not, you do not put that in the judges' hands because Yoel, okay, Yoel Romero versus Robert Whittaker two fight, hundred percent, Yoel won that fight, hundred percent. The reason, but the only reason they didn't count it is because he Yoel, missed weight. He missed weight, so but still, that he could have he, he could have still won the fight. He just won't get the belt. Yeah, but still, he won that fight on the card. Everyone agrees with it. Yoel won that yeah. fight. At the end of the day, what are we gonna do about it? This the uh, you know that's that's one, that's that's one of the things that like it, it happens right. You miss weight, you know what I mean. I it happens. <laughs> it happens to the best fighters, right? But obviously, at a fight of this magnitude, right, you would hope that at least if it was went down to the scorecards, they would try to balance out more. I I don't th- I don't think I don't I don't think Paulo Costa. He obviously landed strikes, but I just think Yoel deserved to win. Like, the fact okay. that they're telling me Paulo that Yoel Costa didn't win one round. Young. He's a kid at the end of the day. Yeah, he's good. He's strong. To be honest, this was a fight of who has the best body. Let's be realistic. Yeah. These two guys are built like tanks. They can eat punches like tanks. But Yoel Romero, 42 years of age. Take and, that and Cost is 28. He's 14 years his older. Honestly, to think about that, like, he still needs to grow in the sport. And yeah. I feel like, in my opinion, if I won that fight... Man, at the end of the day, you might win the judges' cards, but look look at Paulo Costa's face. Do you see them at at the end of the fight? Yeah, it was perfect. Joel Romero looked perfect, except for a little uh, he had black a couple, eye. He had a couple scratches. Yeah, he had a black eye, but compared to Paulo Costa, yeah. busted lip, his whole face looked red. Yeah. But there was man. there was a lot of weird stuff going on in the fight. The whole eye poke situation and the knee. The, okay, but listen, when my hand is out, and you come forward, distance, and you come forward, distance. He was trying to feel the distance, and then he ran yeah. into his like he pushed. Yeah. Uh, Paulo Costa put his face into his finger, yeah. but you whatever, could, it wasn't really that big of a deal. The the nut shot, the, the nut f- shot in the first, and the knee to the that that helped out Yoel Romero so much. Uh, well, he I, needed that. I, I think I he think, was getting rocked because that was right after he got yeah, knocked down. I think with the the eye poke, I think Costa saw his chance to kind of like even, even the whole fight, man. Like even it out. He, he, like yeah, he might be undefeated, but you have to see who he fought. He didn't yeah. fight a lot of high rank individuals. Yoel Romero was by far his toughest decision his longest fight was seven minutes who was that against I had no clue who it was against but it was, it, it was, it was his seven. longest fight was seven minutes before the Yoel Romero fight yeah and Yoel Romero's fought some tough he's guys he's fought I think it was almost four no I'll say three uh, five round fights yeah so he he had he went with Whitaker twice and you think he had six knockouts in the, in the third round well, so, Yoel's, yeah. well Yoel's a wrestler right so I mean silver medalist he's, he's a silver medalist right so I mean at the end of the day it's uh it all just comes down to age, right? I mean... But not even the age, though, because with the age comes knowledge. And yeah. Do you see what happened in the third round? Uh, Paulo Costa put so much pressure on Yoel uh, Romero. Yeah. Yoel Romero points yeah. outside the cage, and Paulo Costa looks. Yeah, if we refer face-to-face, 
and I point yeah. to, to distract your attention. That's kind of that's, that's kind of like you see the, the the video on Instagram that was the offensive line versus the there was like an was an O line versus D line drill. Oh, and he does and the, the guy pump, does the, the pump fake and he jumps. Like, yeah. come on, be focused. When you all point, yeah. and Paulo Costa looks, that just shows like. He so had a lot to, learn. to the set to your seven minute statement, it was a TKO fight in two twenty six against Uriah Hall. Uriah Hall, yeah, which and that was his longest fight. That was his longest fight. That one was performance it, of the night. Was it seven minutes and fifteen? And it was. It? Uh, it was stopped in the two thirty eight of the second round. Yeah. So the, the seven minutes. So and then, his next biggest appointment for Acosta was Johnny Hendricks. In two thousand, in November of two thousand seventeen, I still think Uriah Hall was the hardest competition fight you had before Uriel Romero. Uriah Hall is Uriah I, pretty good. Uriah Hall is a good fighter. I, they they kind of disrespected with throwing him on prelims. Yeah. But at the end of the day, he's one of those fighters that he's getting old, mm-hmm. and I think that it's it's in his best interest to try to go down. Yeah, but honestly, speaking about getting old, what's Uriel's next fight looking like now? I, I don't. Forty two years of age now. Well, he's fought. He's fought. He's fought everyone. He's, he's fought Loyola Chris Weidman, Robert Whitaker twice, twice. Luke Rockhold, and Apollo Costa. He fought Derek Brunson. Not really too much for him. In my opinion, he was the champion. He beat Luke. Uh, he beat uh, Robert he, Whitaker. He, he beat Rockhold. Despite the fact, despite he beat the Weidman. Fact, like he, oh, do you see the knockout against Weidman? Yeah, he did. Flying knee, head he, was gushing, he, gushing. Yeah. That was a crazy fight, but man, twenty four seconds. I honestly think they need to run that back because Paulo Costa should not be proud of that victory. I, I think in all honesty they will. It's just a matter of when they will. I give it. But what does it mean for you? like even the, in the first place? What does that fight even? That didn't really mean nothing for Yoel. Uh, because it wasn't, it wasn't a fight to set up a possible title defense. Mm-hmm. It wasn't like it was setting up something. Well, we can't that, do anything until uh, Anasanya versus... Whitaker. Whitaker. So you kind of have to wait. So after, a, that's, after that fight's done... You kind of have to f- see the playing field, right? Yeah. I think... If, and I don't know what's going to happen to Yoel in his weight in his division. Let's see what the, the middleweights are saying right now. Um, I don't know. It it's one of those that you kind of have to wait and see. Yeah, cause he's ranked second. So let's see. But you cannot bring down uh, Paulo Costa to second. No. So let's see. Depending how Robert Whitaker and Israel Anasanya goes, yeah, Gaslam. That's about it. You should be. If anything, I. Maybe Yoel versus Gaslam, and then uh, Paulo Costa versus the loser of Robert Whitaker and Israel Anasanya. You could do that, or you could. But then uh, who put? And then who who uh, who fights for the belt next? You can't. Paulo Costa can't fight for the belt. No, he, too I, early. I, I don't think he. That's you can't do that. Uh, do, do you think Dana does what he did with Brock Lesnar when Brock Lesnar yeah, showed but Brock up? Brock Lesnar's different though because Brock Lesnar was he was already a star before. No one knew who. Did you know who Paulo Costa was before the fight? No, I've heard of him before. Yeah, I've but seen, he I, wasn't he, a big name. He was not a household Lesnar. name. Agreed with yeah, that exactly. So I don't know. I don't know who. That's the middleweight division right now. It's it's kind of tricky. I really do not understand. So let's say. Do you think or, they? I think they waited out realistically because Israel uh, Israel and Whitaker is gonna happen, and then depending on they're gonna have to wait and see what Yoel and Paulo Costa want to do. Would have been good if Yoel if Yoel won that fight. It would have put it. It would have put him in a title shot. He beats the winner, and. Uh, Paulo Costa could fight the loser of that fight. Yeah, so you could... I don't know, it's... Eh, 
you could you could argue the other way, right? You could mm-hmm. you could say that. But what do you do with Kevin Gaslam? He's just chilling there at rank number three, and he's a tough competitor. Oh, Gaslam fought Whitaker. Gaslam, he fought no, he fought Israel Asanya, and he gave him a good run for his money. So who did Whitaker fight before? He what? He fought you well twice. And then Whitaker fought Gaslam, no. Yeah, so he fought him twice. He fought. Uh, it was Robert. No, he fought. He didn't fight that. He fought the Souza guy. Oh, he fought Ronaldo Souza. Ronaldo okay, Souza. Okay. No, he never fought Gas- Gaslam. But that's the one. That's the one they want to set up. They Gaslam wanted. They, they want to set. They wanted to set that one up. You can't really set it up until what happens with because, to be honest, I don't know what happens between Robert Whitaker and Israel Anasanya. That fight stylistically, I honestly have no clue how the fight's gonna go down. What do you? What are your predictions on that fight? Uh, Adesanya is what? 20... He's in his 20s, right? Yeah. 26, 29, 29. 29. Robert Whitaker is 28. 28. So they're in the same... The, the age is the same. The age is the same. whitaker has got more experience. Whitaker's fine. What fight. I think is because... Despite the fact that Israel Adesanya is 17-0, Kevin Gaslam, as I said, gave him a good run for yeah. his money. I honestly do not think... And the other, the other win in there is... Whitaker, he fought Yuval Romero twice. Both fights were yeah, and blood. he won. He technically won both. The second of them. fight he won, but Robert Whitaker had a broken hand. He was still in there yeah. putting in work. Yeah, he's more... he could take a punch. Israel Adesanya, he got wobbled. He got rocked a couple times against Kevin Gaslam. And he also fought uh, Anderson Silva. And Anderson... The Anderson Silva fight, you can't really take it because if you really watch that fight, Anderson it wasn't. Silva, it... He was forty two years of age. He was. He did not. He wasn't really trying. He was no. showboarding. He was dancing. He just. That's just for his own ego. He wanted to fight. Yeah. Which I respect that. That was just. And also at the end of the day, I don't think uh, Anderson Silva wanted to ruin his record. But speaking about undefeated records, I like. I'm not a believer in fixing fights. I do not think UFC is fixed. But I honestly, after seeing that fight against Joel um, Romero and Paulo Costa, it's kind of like. The UFC wants these undefeated records yeah. so they could, because those are your sellers. Because when you have someone like Conor McGregor, Nate Diaz, yeah. you can't top these kind of guys. So you need these, like the Habibs, the undefeated records. Yeah, you, that, need, you need something to level up the playing field, yeah. right? So you need, like, what's going to make Paulo Costa amazing? The fact that he's undefeated, the fact yeah. that he's and you could built sell, like a giant. You could sell that too, right? Honestly, but you can't, you can't sell a, what you, was he? 13 or 4 now? You can't sell him a 13 and 1. No, you, you can't, can't do that. Thirteen and zero. Now it's fourteen and zero. Fifteen. Yeah, like, you could you could market that. That sounds like once the undefeated record draws attention. Yeah. Floyd Mayweather, fifteen and zero. Everyone talked about him, undefeated, yeah. best fight in the world. I honestly believe that they gave that to Paulo Costa just to not hurt his record, which is why I believe Anderson Silva did not. Anderson Silva did not beat up uh, Israel Anasania for his record. Anderson Silva, by far, probably one of the best of all time. Yeah, you put it up there for sure. Who else is up there? Uh, With Anderson Silva. I put him... Michael Bisbee, maybe. He's up there for GSP. Sure. GSP. GSP is definitely up there. Um, what's Demetrius his... Johnson. Yeah, John, Jones, the... John Jones. John is Jones is up there. I mean, like, we're like Hall of Famer fighters. Oh, Rashad Evans. Chuck Liddell. But you can't... Not... Like, Anderson Silva just had that... He, had he little, was a different breed. He, honestly, the way... The style, the style that he He fought, was a different he was, breed. He was a crazy, crazy individual, but... 
We're getting kind of off topic to UFC 241. Yeah, we're now. thinking ahead right now. <laughs> Next fight up was the return of Nate Diaz. Three, three years, years in the man. making. Defeating Anthony Pettis. 30-27, 30-27, 29-28. That was... I think I can't argue with the judges on that. All three yeah. rounds, I gave it to him. I gave all rounds to Nate Diaz. He didn't, he didn't miss a beat. He, he didn't was, miss a beat. It looked like he... It looked like he never left the UFC. It looked like it he was because three years away. He, he you you. Of, that's one of the things that I was thinking. Be. I was like, but also he's a guy who trains every yeah. single day. They, but, the whole media was talking about, oh, but he still trains every single day. But still, when you're under the lights, when you hear yeah. the crowd, the butterflies they kick in. No but he looked. What. He looked. I honestly to believe it's the. It's just that he just does not give a fuck. He doesn't. It's just like. When you when nothing like when you think about like someone when he fought Conor McGregor, Conor McGregor is known for getting inside people's heads. Look what he did he, to Jose he, Aldo. He took him on ten days notice. Took him on ten days notice. Like, okay, you want to talk? All right, I don't give a fuck. Fuck you. Fuck this. Yeah, that's that's his attitude. That's who he is. That's how he's born. He's a but that's true what makes gangster. him a, That's what makes him a good fighter, though. Honestly, because... he sells fights because he just is an absolute savage. His him and his brother by far have the biggest fan base. I would call them a cult at this point. They well, are they, ridiculous. It doesn't like they're not like pretty boy fighters. You know what I mean? No, they, they, like, they I want to go and I want to you know fight. I mean? that, I that's how he out. is. That's how he is. We and that's how Nick like Diaz that. was when he was fighting. Sure, when he fought sure. GSP. When he fought Anderson Silva. Right. For sure. So, what I want to see next is what is the UFC gonna do with Nate Diaz? Do you think they give him the trilogy with Connor? Uh, to be honest, if I was Nate Diaz, I wouldn't even accept that. I would. I, I wouldn't want to fight because Connor. you've already, essentially you've you've topped. You've okay. topped really so Nate Diaz beat Conor McGregor, no questions asked. Beat him due to rear naked choke. The first fight, second fight went to decision, kind of a bullshit decision as well. My, well, that's that could, that, could, that goes back to your your whole theory you cannot of not let of fights go into decision because yeah. there's no true winner when a fight goes into decision. Really, unless it was a mauling, yeah, like, like Habib versus uh, Ally Quinta. If it's not an absolute yeah. mauling, it's. It's in the judge's hands. Yeah. Realistically, I put Nate two nothing. Nate sees himself. He won two nothing. Yeah. He said Connor should be thanking me that I even gave him the second fight because realistically, Nate doesn't need Connor. Nate's on his own thing. Connor McGregor, to be honest, he's done now. I don't. I think in all honesty, he, he can't doesn't even need... control himself. You he, see what happened with yeah, him he at the punched bar? The, he punched the old man. I yeah, saw the video. Like, that was man, like. I heard you he was. He, apparently, he, the guy didn't want to take a shot with him. So yeah, whatever. Connor McGregor puts out some cups for his. In my opinion, garbage whiskey. It's not a good whiskey. He competes it. He's like, oh, this is direct competitive with Jameson. It just came to Canada. I tried it. It's not that good. It's not that good? It's not that good. Let's be like this. Whatever. Like, he's marketing A1. Yeah. Markets himself. Markets everything. A1. August McGregor, his new clothing line. A1. Is it suits or is it? It's everything. It's like fashion, suits, uh, streetwear, joggers, sweaters. There's like stuff you see. It's, It's... an athlete, a professional athlete. You got a suit and you got a nice pair okay, of like, sweats, see nice tracks. But what is it? I don't know what Connor's doing anymore, man. He's, I, I he's think lost he's, it. I think he's hit the point where... He's lost it, in my opinion. He, he accomplished everything in so little time that it by just, the time he hit his, his age of 30, right? Mm-hmm. He, he didn't know what to do, right? Because okay. usually by the time you hit 30... Is when you start to slow down, or not slow down, but you're you're still in the he's UFC. A little bit immature, man. Let's be real. Like you don't give an old guy a left hook to the head because yeah. he doesn't want to try your. Whiskey. I I think that's disrespectful. I think 
I think he took that. But not his... like, like at the end of the day, it's in Ireland. Ireland bar fights everywhere. Bar fights, bar fights happen yeah. every single day all around the world. But I don't condone you left hooking a sixty five uh, year old it, man. Not even the fact that he's a UFC fighter, just being a celebrity in the public yeah. image. He always talks about, oh, I want to bring fighting to Ireland. I yeah. want to make it a house. I want. I'm a, he made himself a household name. Yeah. He wants to show these kids to grow up. In martial arts, you can learn how to defend yourself. Yeah. You can learn how to make money. You can do all this stuff. Yeah, and then he goes. And then that. he goes and he punches the guy across the head. He grabs a doll. He throws it through a bus. Yeah. Like he's out of control, man. In my personal opinion, I don't think Nate needs him. And at the end of the fight, I'm so happy he didn't call out Conor McGregor. He uh, completely ignored him. He goes, George Masvidal, you're against. Well, that's him. well, that's who he. Well, that's that, who... that's the best fight because a couple weeks uh, last week when there was an interview with Jorge Masvidal. And they asked him, it's like, oh, who do you see yourself fighting next? Because realistically, he's not going to get the, the title fight. It's going to be Kamar Usman versus Colby Covington. Yeah, I, th- I think they'll do that. And then It's going to be Nate Diaz because those are gangsters. Yeah, those They're are absolutely. They that, that fight's going to sell its own, on its own. Honestly, and also, what's his name? Uh, Jorge Masvidal. He even said, if Nate Diaz wants to fight, give me the contract, I'll sign it right now. But that, that's, that's what you want, right? You don't want to go to all the contracts. And even at the post fight interview, Nate Diaz. Uh, Chael Sonnen asked him, oh, when are we going to see you next? He's like, you could put me in next month. Just give me a, just give me an entertaining fight. He's like, everyone sucks, even at the end of the fight. Yeah. Where have you been? Everyone sucks. I don't yeah, three years, you. everybody sucks. Dude, like... everyone, he wants Anthony Pettis, 2013, he wanted to fight the guy in the Wheaties box. He got the guy in the Wheaties box. Yeah, so, I, Anthony looked Pettis looked off, man. He, he, he looked you off. Could, could, when, when you fight someone so unorthodox like Nate Diaz, you honestly don't know what to do. Like because his come, his style is weird though. Because you, you look at you look at him do. you look at him you look at him fight, and it's he's a brawl and man. it's his hands but are he, his hands are down. He pushes forward, so you're confused as to whether he's either doing this on purpose or he's got a plan. Because has his hands down, is pressing him, and then. But he's so fast. But he's so fast. That so by the, by the time you don't know can, what to do. But also, time... listen, it's not even the fact his hands are down. It's just his footwork. The fact that he's a black belt in Gracie Jiu-Jitsu. He could beat you up on the ground. He could yeah. beat you up. He's an overall an amazing fighter. He's not afraid to get his hands wet. He's not afraid to get in there, get yeah. dirty. And, and the fact that he accepted going to the ground against Pettis shows that he still has no fear in what he does. Mm-hmm. So, in all honesty... I could I could see a Nate and Masvidal fight. That's 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 the that's the fight to sell. But going back to Anthony Pettis, I've never seen Anthony Pettis. I don't think not, I've ever seen no highlights. Realistically, I don't think he had any highlights that fight. Uh, Showtime Pettis, he's known for jumping off the cage. Yeah, I don't think I don't think I've seen him that like wobbled in a fight. He was gassed. Third round, he was done. Yeah, you you could see you could see when they were on the ground. Like you could Nate tell, Diaz you... had a lot of opportunities just to end it. Just to finish it, yeah. Anthony Pence was not ready for that. And but even after the fight, Nate Diaz said at the back when he was before the fight, he was warning, warming up because all of his past fights, his last fights were both five-round fights yeah. that went to the fifth round. So he, when he, what he said was he was in the back training, warming up hard. So when he got into the cage, his brain was in the fourth round. He was already tired going yeah. into the fight. So when he got in there, because under pressure, I feel like Nate Diaz is the best. When he doesn't, he's a very injured, calm fighter. He's a very, very calm fighter. Very smooth. Like, if you, if, if he sees you tired, yeah. he gets energy from it. Yeah. He's just another breed of just 
Well, that's how he. Well, that's how Stockton, man. They're that, made different down there. That's how. That's how. That's how Nick Diaz fought, right? That's how Nick Diaz fought GSP. That's how he fought Anderson Silva. That's how he fought BJ Penn. You know what I mean? See, they gain energy off of your fatigue. Yeah, which it is, just gives them that crazy motivation. Just but to do so much better. Here's sticking with the whole Anthony Pettis Nate Diaz fight. Now that you've seen Pettis lose, right? Mm-hmm. So Pettis came off beating Ferguson. And Michael Chiesa. Michael Chiesa. List goes on. The list goes on, right? So, for Anthony Pettis, do you now say, okay, listen, sit out for a bit, we'll figure out what to do? Or if he calls you up tonight and says, listen, I want a next fight, do you give it to him? But who does he fight? Because they're in a crazy that division. That division's the... the way is stacked right now. That welterweight division's messed up because you have okay, Tony... So, f- let's talk about it. So... Kamar Usman, Colby Covington, that fight's going to happen. That leaves Tyron Woodley, Jorge Masvidal, Leon Edwards, Rafael RDA, Darren Till. It's it's stacked. What do you get? Anthony Pettis. Tony Ferguson. Ben Askren. Like, <laughs> you, there's a lot of possibilities. Robbie Lawler. No, Robbie Lawler, he just fought. Robbie Lawler's done. Let's be, let's be real. Robbie Lawler's 37. He's been through it all. He's an elder in the yeah. game. So, let's think about it. Co- Donald Cerrone? Kevin Lee? Kevin Lee. Okay, let's think about it. So, Kamar Usman fights Kobe Covington. Easy. Uh, Jorge Masvidal Nate either Diaz. fights Leon Edwards or Nate Diaz. Nate Diaz. But They're going to give it to wow, Diaz. But They should give it to Diaz to set up an amazing fight, but ranking-wise, that doesn't make sense. Cause what are the rankings like? Jorge's third. Nate Diaz is unranked. But we also we do not know after this fight. What's gonna happen? Well, that's gonna throw him into the rankings, right? Uh, the only reason he's not ranked is because of his inactivity. Oh, for sure, for sure. So, what, what does Tyron Woodley do? Well, Tyron Woodley's gonna have to wait to see the winner of Kamaru Usman versus Colby Covington. I think so. But that fight's not even scheduled yet. Cause I, I honestly, Kamaru Usman, he says he's injured. I do not know what what's up. I don't know what's up with Kamaru Usman. Colby Covington, <laughs> Kamaru Usman. I see Colby winning that fight. As much as everyone hates him, I honestly see. Kobe, uh, I'll see Kobe winning that. Let's say you put Leon Edwards with Tyron Woodley. Whoever wins that fights that winner. I think Tyron Woodley beats Leon Edwards. But I want to see Jorge Masvidal's versus Leon Edwards yeah. so badly because at the end of the, at the backstage of um, the the fight he was he was fight against uh, Darren Till. Yeah. Leon Edwards, Jorge Masvidal, he's a just a sucker punch to Leon Edwards. Yeah. I want to see that because honestly, you could put that video for the price. Yeah, the, for the right. right. But here's here's the thing. Do you, do you see Nate Diaz going down to lightweight, or do you see him staying at nah, welterweight? No, he's gonna stay at welterweight because honestly, the the, the weight cutting it's it's not it, it's it's not for him. Also, for a guy who's six foot six one, yeah, I don't think he should. Uh, I think welterweight is good for him. But honestly, with well, the, the rankings have as Woodley is a one, Covington is a two, Masvidal is a three, and then you have Tosanio's at five, Till at six, Pettis is probably. I see Pettis staying the same. You have Damian Maya in the mix, Ben Askren. Maybe you, since they're both off losses, you could maybe do Anthony Pettis versus Funky Ben. Yeah, you could you could do that. Could definitely put that. And then you have RDA versus Leon Edwards, maybe then Jorge Masvidal versus Nate Diaz. Tyron Woodley probably is gonna sit up for a little bit and then fight the winner of the champ. But no, you can't do that. I don't know. Then what does Darren Till do? Well, Darren Tills is is in a whole heap of legal trouble right now. Yeah, so you just kind of so he did the Darren Till idea is kind Stephen of Stephen Thompson. What are you gonna do with him? He's yeah. off a loss, but he's 
How old is he? he he's 36. Nah. He looks old, but he's... Uh, Who does he fight? Well, your, your big ones right now of people that you can't see fighting are... People Darren, who are ready to fight. Darren Till's not ready to fight. He's doing... Well, don't throw him out of there. RDA just fought. Um, let's did. say... Wonderboy just fought. Not really, because our, uh, the last fight Wonderboy had was against uh, Anthony Pettis. And Anthony Pettis okay, just fought so yeah, you could last do night. So... Askren? As- Askren said he's ready. He's fine. He got... He's pretty much fresh. He got a little, little hit to cross the head, and he's fine now. So... I would love to see Ty- you know you can't put Tyron against Ben because they're best friends. You I don't think do the fight. No, I don't even think about the friend part. I just don't think they won't would, fight. I don't think that fight would sell. But also, Ben Askren got bumped down all the way to eleven. Santiago Posibino, who's coming off a win, yeah, at number nine. Yeah. Could you throw him in the mix? Argent, maybe you could throw him because he just fought. Maybe throw him up against Stephen uh, Stephen Thompson. Or Darren Till when Darren Till gets fixed up. You could use Damian Maya. Damian Maya, but you can't really put Damian Maya up in there because he's off a win, and then uh, Damian Maya's under him. He's ranked tenth. I'm not too sure what to do with that. that the welterweight division, it's 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 it's, it's, it's a tough one. It's a tough one. I honestly do not know what to do. But going back to what you said about Nate Diaz, maybe going on to lightweight. Where do you put him in the lightweight division? Because you have Habib versus Dustin Poirier, which we're going to get into that later later on. Tony Ferguson, no, it doesn't make sense. Uh, they still have Connor at three. Connor's not con- Connor. We talked about that. The Connor's Connor. We don't want to. Cerrone's at four. Cerrone's at four. Gaethje's at five. I like Quinta and Barbosa are at six and seven. Lee and Pettis are at eight and nine. Well, Barbosa already has his fight set up for two forty. Uh, two forty-two. He's fighting Paul. Who is he fighting? He's fighting the commentator. The an out. An out. Uh, Paul Felder. Yeah. He's fighting Paul Felder. Could you argue a Kevin Lee Nate Diaz fight, or a Kevin Lee Anthony Pettis fight? If Pettis wants to go down to lightweight, yeah, Anthony Pettis. Uh, because he, Kevin he, Lee hasn't fought since Syracuse, the fight night against RDA, and RDA has already fought after that. Kevin, I think Kevin Lee fought. Kevin Lee's last fight was in Syracuse. It was a fight night against RDA. I'm pretty sure that was his last fight. I think you might be. I I know it was a fight night. I just can't remember. He headlined the fight night against RDA. Look up Kevin Lee fights. I th- I think you might be right on that. I think you sure might be. I right. might. One of my wrong. Uh, that's very true. Well, Kevin Lee's still twenty six, right? So oh, he's yo. He, honestly, he is time. They need to focus on Kevin Lee. Kevin Lee. He's he is time. Built like an animal. He's great at trash talking. Yeah, he he's did. Fu- he did. F- so the thing with Kevin Lee is he's lost two in a row. He lost to Ally Quinta. Yeah, which Ally Quinta is a great real estate agent. Let's not forget about that. Yeah, he's a <laughs> he's a real estate agent. <laughs> he <man>. does. <laughs> <laughs> He he's like, I will fight for the best price yeah, in your house. Yeah, uh, he did come off loss against RDA. RDA also but a pioneer of the sport. Absolutely crazy. But he's he fought in May, so, and that was a, it was a five round fight. And he got stopped in the fourth, and it was Kevin Lee's first time at welterweight. And I don't think he's even ranked in welterweight. He's not ranked. No, I don't. I don't think he is. Uh, he's ranked in, in lightweight. He's ranked eighth, but I don't think he's not ranked in. Uh, in Welter no. honestly he but you should not I'm, I'm, there's no point in going up to Welter if I'm Kevin no. Lee I do not go up I'm young no you stay you stay as you are because the, 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 the division the division favors you for sure the division favors you a bit more because if you think about it RDA went up yeah. uh, Anthony Pettis went up yeah Bob what's his name uh, the difficulty of the DS. fights the difficulty of the fights increase if you go up to welterweight for sure for sure it's, it's, there's too much going on in that division. To be honest, 
I don't know. It's. I see Jorge Masvidal Nate Diaz is gonna happen. I think that maybe happen. this year, maybe this year, maybe in December. Yeah, December makes. I think December makes the most sense because then it sets up possible title fights in July and June of next year for sure for twenty twenty. Yeah, because honestly, I do not know when Kobe's gonna fight Kamara. Kamara's just he's commentating. Yeah, you know, he's doing a little bit of analysts now. And so same he's with same with Cejudo. Cejudo's doing a little bit of analysis. It it all depends on what they determine. It's who's ready to fight. To be honest, who who's gonna get the call? Yeah. Who's ready and put them in where and put them in wherever? But we gotta go on to that. The last the, the headline, Mister Stipe Miocic and Daniel Cormier. Stipe knocks out Daniel in the fourth round. TKO. TKO. Uh, he gave him a couple good rights in there. Yeah. So what do you think about that? Honestly, the, the first fight. In my opinion, last July, it was a bullshit fight. It like it was it happened too early. That's that's why we're talking about at the start of the at the start of the show. It's all it takes is one punch. Yeah, all it takes is one punch. Stipe was dominating that first round. Daniel DC comes in. Nice, he clinched. I mean, he just hit him with the elbow. And that was hit him it. With a couple done TKO. Second fight, kind of same thing. Same 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 my same principle, but Stipe was able to hold on a bit more. Yeah, but Stipe. First, second, if it went down to the scorecards, I had, D, uh, I, had I, I, had, I had DC. I had DC. 10-9. DC was 10-10-9, in my opinion, or 10-10-10 the whole way. He needed that knockout. He, in decision, it, was, it, was, it would have been impossible. I, deci- decision didn't favor Steve. Impossible. Allen. It didn't favor at all. He was, Round one, on he got bullied. On the right here, he was, he was, he was scored. Uh, Cormier was 10-10-9, 10-10-10, 10-10-9. And uh, Stipe was 9-9-10, So, it would have been impossible for him to win, it being in the fourth round. And just looking at it, 171 to 100 strikes yeah, it, for DC. It's, it's tough. 123 to 96 for significant strikes. It's Stipe needed that, and he got it. Yeah. But if you heard the corner, uh, Stipe's corner at the end of the third round going into the fourth, you go, get the body punched in, get the body punched which in. Is what did it, which is what helped him out. Fourth round, six, box, yeah. one, two, three, three, and that was all it. All the way, kept on going to the body. DC, I don't know if it hurt DC too much, but it I definitely think... gets you focused. Because when you're going head hunting, head hunting, natural instinct, you're going to block your head. If I start punching you in the liver, yeah. start punching you in the stomach, you, you mix up the game plan. what are you going to do? You're going to start blocking your body, yeah. leaves your head wide open, you block your head, you're going to get punched yeah. in the liver a little bit more. That's going to slow down your breathing, that's going to slow down your movement. So. To be honest, great call from Stipe's corner, and inevitably, that was the finish that they got. I th- I think with DC, DC DC's issue was is that I think he just let up a bit too much. He gave he gave Stipe a little too much time to think. I think that in the first round you saw that DC went on aggressive and he. He dominated the first round. It was for sure. I uh, DC with, dominated the first three rounds. The first three rounds, and two for sure. Third one. You could uh, you, you could split that, but, but still, I no not even the third round. I would still give it like first you go into, going back to the decision thing. Stipe needed a knockout. Yeah. he was not. He would, the, the judges scorecard wouldn't have favored him for sure. I think the reason DC got knocked out it wasn't because he was gassed. Is because he got clipped. It's legit. What happened in the first fight? It's just that yeah he got clipped whatever, but DC kind of started to slow down a bit for sure. Just started to like. If a minute left in the in the fourth round, he started to try to, he started to change his pattern too much. 
he should have continued with what he did in the first round and used his wrestling and clinched them and up against the cage. Mm-hmm. Because but also you can't forget Stipe is not too too bad on the ground either. No, but the ground the ground favors Daniel Cormier more with sure. his wrestling. Two time uh two time two time Olympian, right? And then DC could he could hit, I without a doubt. Mm-hmm. It's just that in my opinion He looked kinda of sloppy overall. He 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 I don't know what happened in the fourth round, but he got sloppy. He got sloppy and it eventually caused him. Obviously, all credit to him. He had the if it was a three round fight, he would have for sure. He would have won. No. But you're fighting for the you're, you're fighting five rounds, right? You're you're training for five rounds. Yeah. I, in all honesty, I think if it went to a fifth round, I could have seen Stipe. It was inevitable. I believe Stipe because after that fourth round, we saw at, at the start of the fourth round, we saw the Stipe that was in the first round of the first fight. Yeah. Stipe really came. He really rose to the occasion in the fourth round. Yeah. At the end of the day, he needed the finish. He got the finish. Fourth, fifth round. I still see Stipe. Well, what I te- well, what I was when I was watching it, I was. They were trading shots, and Stipe's guard was weak. It didn't. He put his hands up, but it just looked weak. And every punch that Cormier threw, it got through. Mm-hmm. It kept getting through. It kept getting through. I'm like, so this is. So- they were both eating. Punches. They were both eating but punches. Left and right, and those that was, in my opinion, I feel like that was a really emotional fight for uh, for DC, for Steepy, even both of them, both but of most, them. mostly for Steepy because he he loved that belt. He oh, the whole talk was I want my belt back, I want my yeah. belt back. But and if he first, lost the second, if he lost this one, the UFC kinda, would have wouldn't have said you have to wait a little. Yeah, while. like, but Steepy. Had so much emotion towards this fight, but the first three rounds, I saw nothing out of him. I like, I, I thought it was boring. I'm like, I'm what like, are you? I, yeah, the first a couple rounds, I'm like, bring back Nate Diaz. I want to see that fight yeah, again. Yeah, because for a whole, like, if was, you're judging the fight off the first three rounds, you go back to last year, right? The second, the third, fourth week after the fight. Right, Stipe is like, oh, he got lucky, right? And then he starts calling DC a chicken, and that he doesn't want to fight him. And then you watch the first three rounds, it's like, you begged for nine and a half months for a rematch. And, and you do nothing. You don't and, even take advantage and of the you, opportunity. this is what you give me, and you want me to say that you deserve a title rematch? Honestly, if, uh, if Stipe ended up losing that fight... I I I, that, I out think of the question. I think what, Logan, what Logan told me was he could see if Stipe lost the fight, he... He could see Stipe retiring. No, I don't see him retiring. I feel like if he, he lost the fight, if against... he lost the fight, if not not now that he won the belt, I see him sticking around. But yeah. if he lost the fight, there was you could see him. I possibly... see him fighting Francis Ngannou again, one more time. If he loses that fight, then I feel like he would have retired. But if he if he, he beats loses... Ngannou, he might have another fight in the in store. Do you see him going? He's going to fight Ngannou now. Do you think he'll fight John Jones? I don't think John Jones is ever going to go up to heavyweight. I don't see it. Well, if the money's there for John, uh, there's two there's light heavyweight divisions stacked. Well, John Jones has beat everybody in that division. He's beat Gustafson Johnny twice. Walker. The whiskey. Johnny Walker. No, Johnny Walker. <laughs> <laughs> but the whiskey beat up the whiskey. No, but I see what you're saying. Johnny Walker. Like, there's still a lot of upcoming fighters in that uh, light heavyweight division. To be honest, John Jones and Thiago Santos need to run that back. Yeah, I Definitely could, I that, that that the whole thing with the injury, I feel like they should give that one another go. Mm-hmm. And if John Jones beats him the second time, I think For we sure. could we could settle that. 
Uh, I say give Johnny Walker a, a good fight. Maybe give Alex, Alexander Gustafson. I think he's. I think he's done. He's done. He's, he's, done. Uh, he's verbally retired. But I say you give Johnny Walker Anthony Smith. If he beats Anthony Smith, you put him against John Jones. If Thiago Santos is not ready, because Thiago Santos tore his ACLs. He's yeah. So he's good. He's, gonna he's going to need eight, eight to nine months. Yeah, he's going to be out for a while. Other than that, I do not know what to do with that uh, Corey Anderson. No, because he already. Yeah, I, but what is? I would love to see John Jones in the middleweight division, but that's that's too, a, that's too much too of big. a that's too, too much big. of a weight cut. Uh, but even if he go even if he goes up to heavyweight, yeah. he has Francis Ngannou, maybe Derek Lewis, Stipe. That's it. Or well, at the end of the you day, have Derek, you have Curtis Blades, Derek Lewis, Alistair Overeem. You have. The ideas are there, right? It's yeah. just a matter of what happens. At the end of the day, if they need a fight, DC. They'll give it. Jones yeah. versus DC3. That fight's going to sell. They, if you want to do it, the money's going to make you do it. Yeah. The thing is, is that DC said after the fight that he's going to take some time off to see what he wants to do, right? He's going to take time. At the end of the day, I think he might retire. I, I If if he does retire, I don't blame him. He's 40. He's 40. He's, he's, he's done, done everything team. he could possibly do, right? I say he's doing pretty well at the commentating spot. He'll still be involved in the UFC. Yeah. He, I, I think, I don't know if he's going to officially retire, but I feel like he's going to be an. He's going to take time off. He's going to be inactive. But at the age of 40, you can't do that, though. You can, If you take too much time off, 41 comes, 42, 42 comes. Yeah. If he pulls a Nate Diaz and doesn't fight in three years, he's going to be 30, he's going to be 43, 44 years old. That's, that's, that, then you're kind of pushing yourself a bit too much. Honestly, you're stretching, so. you're stretching out your usage. He needs to figure it out. As he said, he's going to go home. He's going to talk to his wife because that's what it comes to these days with men. <laughs> and, uh. Well, it's, it's all about protecting your body down the road, right? Because yeah. you, you want to see your 80s and your 90s, right? And after you've taken, you've wrestled all your career and you've fought next amount of times, right? So it takes a turn. So you, you have to think, and if you were to put yourself in DC shoes, you've done everything you could possibly do, and then some. Mm-hmm. If you retire, nobody's going to blame you. Yeah, honestly, that's honestly the best time for him to retire, too. As he just caught the L. And that just, just walk away. Just walk away. There's no need to. So that sums up 241. That was a good card. Really? So in three weeks, we go to Abu Dhabi for UFC 242. We have Mr. Khabib Nurmagomedov facing off Diamond Dustin Poirier. And then the co-main, we have Edison Barbosa and Paul Felder. And then Curtis Blades fights in the heavyweight bout against Shamil Abadurkimov. And then... Uh, talking about Islam versus Davi. Islam is uh, and then seventeen da- and one. Yeah, uh, Machev and Davi. Habib's, Habib's training partner and Habib's cornerman too. What does um Zabit fight? Zabit fights. Uh, I'm not too sure when he fights, but, but uh, he's, he's fighting in the near future. He, he's a guy I like. To he's watch. amazing. He's, he's ever since that uh, I seen him fight the first time. I've been hooked. Amazing. On I've been hooked. What on a sh- he reminds me a lot of uh, Anthony Pettis. He he's lanky, tall, can kick. Just the this the way of style he fights. He's... But let's get straight into the main event. Who do you who do you got, Habib, Dustin? How do you think that plays out? How do you think that plays? We do they we stand or do know. they go to the ground? Well, as we see with Habib, it's gonna have to. It's to gonna go down to the ground. Dustin is an amazing boxer. Reminds me a little bit of Conor McGregor. He's got the kicks. He's got the punches. He's not too too bad on the ground, but. 
definitely Dustin's gonna we're we all we all know he's definitely training the ground, but I think Khabib's ground game is just too powerful. He's I think it's just way too powerful. But think about it, Dustin Poirier like He's he's beating champions. He's beating Max Holloway. He he's did beat uh, Eddie Alvarez, Anthony Pettis. Yeah, like he he's beaten champions. But yeah, the respect for Dustin Poirier is there. No, than no qualified to fight Habib. Yeah, but Habib is another animal in the yeah. octagon. Yeah. his style of fighting, the way he grabs your legs and squeezes your legs, and he and legs. the thing is, his endurance is so high. So even if you even if they do stand up. It's, it you could I agree either way. So Dustin Poirier is on a four uh, fight win streak, defeating Max Holloway, Eddie Alvarez, Justin Gaethje, Anthony Pettis. Which four of those guys are champions? Oh, have all been champions. Uh, his fight against Eddie Alvarez was it delivered a no contest due to illegal knees. Uh, he did uh, fight Jim Miller back in two thousand seventeen of February, which he did want a majority decision. And after that, he Eddie Alvarez, of course, the illegal knees, uh, Anthony Pettis, then Gaethje, then Alvarez, and those Pettis, Gaethje, and Alvarez were all TKOs. So the yep. so so the standing up parts there. But how can you keep? How can you prevent? Like his takedown defense is already pretty good. He has a fifty six takedown defense percentage. Yeah, it's not bad. And we believe we know he's got his punch. His his boxing is phenomenal. It's phenomenal. We all know he's training takedown defense. Yeah. To be honest, he needs to find ways. Maybe use his knees on the takedowns. Yeah. Habib's also very... But Habib could also stand up, too. Yeah, it's we, 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 we on, see if that. If it's on the feet, Dustin wins. If it goes down to the ground, it's inevitable. Habib is going to be Habib, and he's going to maul him at the end of the day. But the issue is... is is can the issue is it we are, we can see that okay if it goes to the guard it's gonna be if it goes if it stands up it's important. but the answer is is who can use their style more so can Dustin Poirier avoid going to the ground and then can Khabib avoid the punches by Dustin Poirier to go to the ground that's one thing you have to look at I just. Habib is just another animal in the lightweight division. I, in my opinion, I don't think Dustin has what it takes to deal with Habib's takedown. At the end of the day, he's going to get taken down. We saw it with Connor. We saw it with yeah. Edson Barboza. We saw. He's going to go to the ground. It's just he's how he responds. To the ground. He's going to get tired. He's going to get mauled. He's going to get beat up. It's what can he do? Because at the end of the at the end of every round, they're on their feet. Yeah, they're in Dustin's. Well, the start of every round. Yeah, at the start of every round, it's in favor for for Dustin. Yeah. They're standing up. He could put in some work. If if I see Dustin winning, it's going to be first round knockout. Can you see it going to the judges' scorecard? No, I don't see that. I feel like... And, but hypothetically say it does go to the judges' scorecard. What do you see happening? 50-46. 50-46. But you don't have a favorite for 50-46? Oh, 50-46 Habib. Okay. For sure. Okay. Think about what we did with Ali Quinta. 50 yeah, 50 46. Mauled him. Edson Bob Mauled. Like, yeah, they, yeah, they're all mauling, man. They're, they're all. They're all that's, but also, think about it. And let's think about it. Like, if you. If Flyweight the, champion. Yeah. Henry Cejudo, a wrestler. Bantamweight, Henry Cejudo, a wrestler. Yeah. Habib, wrestler. Kamara Usman, wrestler. John yeah. Jones, wrestler. DC, wrestler. Yeah. Like, all the champions are wrestlers. It is so dominant for champions to be wrestlers. And without wrestling, you. Like, 
It's well, so John Jones. John Jones's base is wrestling, but then you look at him and he's freestyle on top. See, John Jones is another animal. He can he's do a absolutely hybrid, everything. He's a, he's a hybrid, but this, to know that majority, let's say, um, you're right. All uh, all the you, champions you except have, for Robert Whitaker have are, a wrestling base for sure, and that's the base that you need. Every it's mixed martial arts. You're gonna you need, need that. to know how to wrestle. So. I'm not expecting Dustin to be an amazing wrestler all of a sudden. I'm not going to say, oh, if he becomes a good wrestler, he's got the fight. I feel like he needs to convey or try to manipulate Habib to stay on his feet. Yeah. Make him, when Habib goes in for takedowns, if he stuffs a couple early, that, he that uses say, his knees that, on the takedowns. If he comes in for a takedown, Dustin gives him a nice knee, he could probably do some damage, kind of like say, hey, Habib, don't fuck with me. You keep on trying to take me down. But the thing, the thing with the knees, the thing with the knees is illegal knees. Would that constitute? No, illegal knees is when you have two hands and two feet on the ground. On the ground. That is legal in New York. If one hand is, is on, on the ground, it's considered you're already a down opponent. Yeah. But we're going to Abu Dhabi. We're going to the Arab Emirates. But I, he, I, I, I believe I believe is it no on a takedown. It's it's simple. You're allowed to knee on a takedown. If you're coming towards me for a takedown, both your feet are yeah. standing up. You both so so that takes up. so that takes out that equation. That's, no, that's you, just one thing I was thinking. It's of. a good defense tactic. It's either you try to stuff it or you just use your knees. Or if you're kneeing him a lot, yeah. Out if you're in the clinch, because Habib's pretty good in the clinch. He yeah. Stay in the that's clinch. that's where he, he he might want to go is to the for clinch. sure. So if in the clinch, if you're throwing knees, if you're giving a nice couple elbows, Habib's gonna want to maybe keep a little bit of a distance. Yeah. So I feel like Habib's way of winning, he puts pressure, uh-huh. takes down, puts him up against the cage, wraps up his legs, uh-huh. and just mauls him, and mauls them. So the best way for Dustin to win that fight is put pressure early on. Stand up. Dustin cannot go for round four, Eat. round five. It's it's not it's gonna drain him because inevitably he's gonna be on the ground. If Dustin's gonna win, it's gonna be a first round knockout. It ha- it has to be within the first three rounds. First three rounds for sure, but it's gonna be it has to be. The best way he needs to do what Jorge Masvidal does. Jorge Masvidal, in my opinion, had no chance against Ben Askren. He could have not on the ground. Jorge cannot be Ben Askren. Yeah. What he does comes up flying. Knee. You didn't even get to take me down to the ground. Yeah, he. Did. I'm not saying Dustin Poirier comes up with a flying knee. No, but the same idea. Of, the same. The same idea. The same like same thing needs to come out of him. Uh-huh. He needs to put pressure, uh-huh. keep him up as long as he can. Every fight starts on the feet. Yeah. Put pressure. Takes him down. Yeah. If you take him down, try to get back up as soon as possible. But to be honest, Dustin's more than qualified to win this fight. Yeah. Do I realistically see him winning this fight? No. Habib is a monster, undefeated. Uh, but could it if happen he does if win, he plays his cards right? If he plays right, if luck is in his hand, I'm betting on Dustin at the end of the day. I'm going to put money on him, but... That uh, fight, I do not know how that's going to go down. That's going to be an interesting fight. It I, could be very exciting or very boring, depending. It's in Dustin's hands. If Habib gets his way, it's going to be a boring on the ground, the whole fight, decision unanimous. Well, Habib doesn't care if it's boring. Right? He just wants to win. No, that's what I'm saying. But we can't predict the future. We can only we could only we, wait and see we, what we happens. Can't wait and see what happens. <laughs> so that goes live September seventh. Mr. Peter, thank you for coming in today. I know you're a busy man. <laughs> thank you for having me. No worries, man. Anytime. We'll, we'll see you at Brock, right? Let's go. Badger Pride, baby. Badger Pride. You too. You too. Man, we're halfway there.
halfway there. Jeez. I like that. Jeez, man. You go, you come, you get to do uh, honors or no? I'm in a double major now. I transferred. Uh, a couple weeks ago, I went back and I applied for business. Oh, so, so, you, I, so you gotta come so back. I'm you I'm, you I'm, have to come back regardless, I would assume. Yeah, unless I take a summer school because I need to catch up on a couple first year courses. I'd probably take summer school. Yeah, so. I'm gonna probably do econ or something. Yeah. I'm doing. See, I'm catching. Because all my electives that I did have, uh-huh. I'm taking those as uh, like uh, year one courses that I had to take. Uh huh. But, but then you have to meet the requirements for the business. Like yeah, yeah. So okay. no, right now I'm all set for year two, but yeah. all I'm focused on right now is September 7th. September 7th. <laughs> all right, ladies and gentlemen, thank you guys for tuning in. We'll catch you guys in the next episode.